Hi friends, this is Self-Care and Soul Care for the Caregiver, and I'm your host, Sandra Peoples. To us, self-care isn't a luxury, it's a necessity. We need to take better care of ourselves so we're able to care for those God has entrusted to us. And today we're talking about how abiding caregivers celebrate the Sabbath. (laughs) Now, how is it different for abiding caregivers than everyone else? Well, we can't turn off everything in our lives for 24 or even 12 hours like it seems many people who write about Sabbath keeping are able to do. We can't always choose rest because our rest depends on the needs of the person we care for. Thinking that the Sabbath is a list of what we can do and can't do puts too much pressure on us and takes away from what God intended when He gave us the gift of the Sabbath. So I hope our discussion today will bring freedom to your Sabbath rhythm. At the beginning of each new year, I like to read productivity books. January is a time for me to evaluate our family's routines, figure out if there's a better way to do what we're doing. Last year, I was reading one of these books and it had a whole chapter on the Sabbath. It started with a history and a theology of the Sabbath. And then at the end of the chapter, the author shared what he and his family do on Saturdays, the day that they set apart to rest, to honor the Sabbath. And you know what? (laughs) My family can't do a single one of the things that he recommended. He said no cooking, no cleaning, no phones, no leaving the house. According to him, they slept in, read books, took naps, and had stimulating family discussions. Now, don't hear me say that any of that is bad. It for sure is not. But none of it works for me. And that is not only because I have a son with autism who would struggle under those conditions, but I'm also married to a pastor who can't turn off his phone for an entire day, especially the day before our church services. And my older son David is involved in community theater and his rehearsals are on Saturdays. So this author's suggestions don't work for us. But let's say maybe unlike this author, we want to Sabbath on Sundays. Well, that doesn't work either. It's a work day for us, not just because Lee is a pastor, but also because I coordinate our special needs ministry. And there are often meetings after the service or on Sunday evening. We may hear of a need in the morning and want to find a way to help in the afternoon. Sundays are not necessarily restful when you're a ministry family. So when I look at our weekend schedule and can't find a full 12 hours or 24 hours to Sabbath, I can feel guilty or even feel shame. My mind starts off sentences with that word I've talked about before that we can listen for as a warning. The word is should. I should do this or our family should do that. Too many shoulds can lead to guilty feelings or legalism even legalism in things that are designed for our good. Let me share what I learned about this from someone who experienced it firsthand. So years ago, like probably 10 years or more, I became online friends with a pastor's wife who asked me to write for her pastor's wife blog. And as we got to know each other, I realized that she and I didn't have the same experiences in our churches. In her words now, she was in a Sabbatarian religion where they practice Sabbath observances as a matter of the law. As she and her husband moved out of that tradition, she could clearly see what happened when a good practice like the Sabbath took an unhealthy and unbiblical turn. 
So my friend, Delina McFall, wrote an article for Christianity Today that honestly, I go back and read a few times a year. It's really that helpful to me, um, especially when I'm feeling that pressure to force our family into a Sabbath routine that we just can't fit into. I'll link to it in the show notes, and I hope you'll click over to read it, but let me share some quotes with you now. After explaining the four views of the Sabbath, she writes, Believers in Jesus, whether or not you honor a holy day, must define Sabbath primarily as resting in Jesus. Anyone can take a day off. We have the privilege of experiencing the incarnation of Sabbath. Let's not miss it. Friends, these words felt like a burden being lifted from my shoulders, and I can totally see the irony in that, that I was feeling a burden surrounding what was supposed to be a day of rest. But maybe you feel that way too. Delina was reading books and articles by people with prescriptions about what we should and shouldn't do on the Sabbath, just like I was, but she knew what living by that law could bring. She also writes in her article, I knew a weekly day of rest would not eliminate busyness, workaholism, or a restless heart. The cure for these things was found resting in Jesus. The good news for those of us who can't Sabbath the way others can or the way others think we should is that we don't have to. Jesus provides rest for us every day, not just on the Sabbath. Our theme verse for this podcast is John 15, 5. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you abide in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. That invitation to abide is for every day. And in Matthew 11, Jesus doesn't say, you will find rest for your souls one day a week. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He offers rest every day, every hour even. And friends, that is really good news. Now, freeing ourselves from the pressure to celebrate the Sabbath a certain way doesn't mean that we abandon the lessons that the Sabbath teaches us. At the heart of the Sabbath pattern is a reminder of our limitations. We were designed with the need to rest. Our souls want to praise God, and we are encouraged in Scripture to meet with other believers weekly for corporate praise and Bible study. There's also a pattern in Scripture of celebration surrounding the Sabbath. To me, these are the qualities Jesus was referring to when he said, Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath in Mark 2:27. He was freeing us from following strict rules by reminding the Pharisees that he is the Lord of the Sabbath. So as abiding caregivers, how can we celebrate the spirit of the Sabbath without feeling the guilt of strict Sabbath keeping? I will share how my family does this, but remember, I'm describing what it's like at our house. I'm not prescribing what it should be like at your house. Even for us, this rhythm is flexible depending on our season and our needs, but I hope it reflects the spirit of the Sabbath and reminds each one of us of our limitations as humans and of our dependence on God. When I think about the spirit of the Sabbath, I can identify parts of what make up the whole or the ingredients, if it's helpful to view it that way. So what are the ingredients that would make the Sabbath the Sabbath? I have come up with three. They are rest, enjoy, and worship. I'll share what it looks like in our family to include rest, 
enjoy, and worship into our weekly rhythm. So our Sabbath rhythm actually starts on Fridays because that's my husband's day off. In the morning, we wrap up anything we need to do from the week or do a cleaning project around the house. We usually go out to lunch on Fridays so that he and I get a little date time. In the afternoons, we slow down and rest if we can. For Lee, that usually means a nap. For me, it might mean reading a book or watching one of my favorite shows, uh, Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives. There's a whole marathon on Fridays. It's like it was just made for me. (laughs) Friday night dinners were super stressful for me. But a few weeks ago, I decided we would make homemade pizza on Friday nights. It's one of the few meals that all four of us eat, so really it's perfect. And if Lee and I had a big lunch, it isn't a big deal if he and I skip dinner since leftover pizza always gets eaten at some point. So that makes Friday feel more restful to me, that we already have this meal plan in mind. We don't usually do a lot on Friday nights, like go out or have people over. So even in the evening, it feels more restful, especially because we aren't busy planning for what's coming the next day. So Saturdays are about what we enjoy, the things that bring us joy. Going to the grocery store (laughs) brings James joy. You've probably seen me post about that on Instagram or Facebook. So he and Lee go every Saturday morning. Going to theater rehearsal brings David joy. So that's what he does on Saturdays. Watching football brings me joy. So that's what I do as many Saturdays as I can. And when it isn't football season, I spend extra time on the porch with a good book or I take James over for his other favorite activity, going to the pool. Grilling brings Lee joy, so he often has his smoker or grill going on Saturdays. Um, As a side note here, next week's episode is about our new meal plan routine and I'll share how I take advantage of Lee's grilling on Saturdays so that we have meat throughout the whole next week. Having people over on Saturdays also brings us a lot of joy. So some Saturdays are about preparing the house for friends, but it's more fun when you get to spend time with friends at the end of a busy cleaning day. So that leaves Sunday for worship. Even though technically it's a work day for Lee, it's still a day to focus on corporate worship and time with our church family. It's an anchor to our week and a reminder of God's presence with us. I know that your Sunday may look different from our Sunday or even how you want it to look as we're still in this pandemic season with the limitations it brings even to our Sundays. But there are lots of ways to worship on Sundays, even if you're unable to attend corporate worship services right now. You can watch online. You can have a family Bible study. You can listen to a playlist of your favorite worship songs. The afternoon on Sundays may include more rest and more things we enjoy, but because we started our day with what's most important, worship, it's easier to hold on to the presence and provision of God no matter what else we're doing. So that is our weekend-long Sabbath rhythm. Rest, enjoy, worship. It feels easy, (laughs) and if something comes up, like if I travel on a weekend when we're able to do that again or someone is sick, it doesn't feel like an interruption to a strict routine. We just adapt and move on. I don't feel guilty when we clean to prepare for friends coming over. I don't think I should be sleeping in and resent when James wakes up early because he loves his grocery store trip so much. I remember what's most important is that I abide in Christ and that God will use everything, even our version of the Sabbath, to make us more like his son. 
So let's pray as we end our time together today. God, you modeled for us a pattern of work and rest when you created our world by resting on the seventh day. And we are so thankful for the invitations to rest that we see throughout scripture. But as abiding caregivers who can't always rest as we wish we could, we are thankful for the freedom found in remembering that keeping the Sabbath is about the rhythm and not the rules. Jesus offers rest every day, not just once a week. As my friends listening today think about this in their own lives and for their own families, please guide them in finding ways to add rest, enjoyment, and worship to their routines. Remind them that the Sabbath shouldn't feel burdensome, but that it should bring freedom. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for spending time with me today, friends. We'll be talking about this more in our Facebook group this week. You can search for hashtag abiding caregiver, self-care and soul care for the caregiver in Facebook groups, or find the link in the show notes at sandrapeoples.com slash the podcast. I'm praying for you that you will find rest, enjoyment, and the opportunity to worship as you care for your family this week. And I'll meet you back here next Monday to talk about the changes I've made to our meal planning routine and how those changes have made our Sabbath rhythm work really well for us.